Today's episode of the Immaculate Podcast is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making working from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can go to listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. You're listening to the Immaculate Podcast with Tim McMaster, Ed Bachet, and Mark Caboli. Number 72 is reported as an eligible receiver. 72 is eligible. This is the Immaculate Podcast, our Steelers podcast here at The Athletic. I'm Tim McMaster along with Ed Bouchette and Mark Caboli and a special guest this week, Zach Banner joining us, offensive tackle for the Steelers and oftentimes tackle eligible for the Steelers. Subscribe and rate us to get the show automatically downloaded to your device. You can also save 40% off a subscription to The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash the Immaculate Podcast. Zach, I'll start with a question before leaving it off to the experts. Mark has complained frequently on this podcast, also on Twitter, about getting sweaty back in the <laughs> locker room from you. What was the inspiration behind getting a little too close to Kaboli in the Steelers' locker room? And what he thought, Mark, Mark, pull the pull the phone away from your mouth, man. You're breathing kind of heavy. We can hear you through the mic, but <laughs> I'm just getting excited. About, That's why. What he's talking about, what he's talking about, was like you know, post practice when we get into the locker room, I'm taking my pads off, and then that usually people don't really understand that unless you're in the locker room like those guys are. How long and how difficult that actually really is. So like with all the tape and with everything, so usually we're you know having a conversation while. I'm going through that process and sometimes I just choose to give him a hug when he's not looking, you know, and rub my sweat on his back. So that's what he, that's the term when he talks about sweaty back, other people might just think it's from his natural sweaty back, but it's not, it's, it's really me giving him a, giving him a, a, a surprise hug. Well, I think you misremember a little bit here. Let's tell you the real story here. And it was it was it was his sweaty chest on my back, and it got to the point where I was my back was turning. He just started rubbing his frontal area on me, and it actually wicked through my shirt onto my skin. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. It was like I touched it, and my hand came out like a full full hand of sweat. So. That's what really went down here. So, you know, to be honest with you, he tries to rub rub his nipples on people too, but we won't bring that up. <laughs> the legend you know, of the, the family podcast. You know, when I walk my dog in the neighborhood, um, Poppy, he often, when he comes upon another dog, often does that as well. Does he do that on another yes. dog? Yes. My dog. I don't like think there's any sweat involved, butts. but they're they're working up their hearts. That's for sure. <laughs> So, so since this is a uh, family podcast, I guess we can't uh, really say what a actually what happens in the locker room. But you know, we'll talk some uh, real business right here, Zach. My question is, I always want to know why you came back. I mean, uh, you were restricted free agent. You signed that one year deal. Um, what was the thought behind that of of coming back and not even trying to test free agency when you had that opportunity? The facts are that when it comes to signing a bigger contract, 
which we're all chasing for, right? They, they had that quote-unquote second contract, even though this is technically my third or, yeah, this is my third contract that I've signed. Um, that quote-unquote second contract is the big contract that I, everyone chases in their career. Um, that will not be available. Like, that's that's something I knew before this whole negotiation process started, okay? I had 200-plus snaps at Jumbo Tight End. The the now if you actually watch those snaps, it, I do produce. I move people. I move well. Um, it's compliments to my training the off season before, in terms of getting shape for last season. I knew, and I told my agent Joe over the phone. You know, I know that I'm not getting that quote unquote second contract. That's not what I'm talking about. But if I were to start this year. And if I were to play this year and play at a high level, if I sign anything more than that for the next couple of years, um, then that would put me in a bind where I wouldn't be making the amount of money that I possibly could make. So that was the that was the toss around. And he didn't even have to tell me that this is again, this is me telling him this, that I know that that's what it is. And all he's doing is nodding his his head. The the, the, the main reason why we needed him and why I hired him was that negotiating part. And he was real with me. He said, this is the money that kind of guy gets. And this is the money that they want to get you in. That way it locks me in for a couple years. But and this is what this, it's the same similar money any other team's going to offer you right off the bat. It's just because it's, it's, it's 200 something snaps, but it's not 16 games or it's not five games or six games or however long it takes for somebody to go in and earn that contract from this team or somebody else. And then ultimately the other answer and, make sure you guys put this out there the other answer is because i love pittsburgh i really do there's a reason why i didn't test free agency i hope that quote-unquote second contract comes from pittsburgh one day i really hope i really really hope that's what it is because i've built another home here um besides my you know my two homes on the west coast in seattle tacoma and uh and los angeles um so just with with all that being said I made the decision that I wanted to stay in Pittsburgh and have another year of trying to prove myself. Point blank. Hey Zach, uh, predict for me what, what the line's going to look like next year, assuming there's going to be a, 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 a good, good number, good number of days in training camp and, um, you know, they can move guys around maybe. Yeah. Well, we had a, we had a, we had a really solid group of seven guys. Um, before this whole season, let me make sure I do that. That's outside of myself. So eight total, you know, and we ended up losing Finney, which was a really big number on us. But then again, we picked up another, you know, person who has experience as well. Um, the dude from Steven Kansas Wisniewski. City on his way. Right. Steven. Right. And um, I'm very excited to meet him. I don't want to miss that. And I'm not saying that he's subbing right into that role. I'm just talking about a, a pool of eight guys to choose from. Um, of course, my boy Chooks who is in the same similar situation as I am trying to prove to, to earn a spot on the line. And then um, we talk about the five starters when we just lost one for Ramon, obviously he, he, he retired. Um, but the, the other four are still playing. So there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately I can't miss it when you guys add me to your tweets of all your uh, predictions and things like that. So I see them as well. We all do. Um, I try not to search those, but it's all good. It just happens to, to pop up on my on my phone every once in a while. There's a whole bunch of different scenarios that we can come up with. 
only thing that I can control is myself right now. And I don't want to give that, give you guys a political ass answer like I did, but, uh, it's, 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 it's like that. If I overthink it, I'll, I'll go to, go to bed trying to, you know, emergency stuff, 500 donuts down my throat or, or go get a nice, <laughs> nice, uh, three euro order from Mike and Tony's or something in the middle of the night to, to calm me down. That's the type of stresses I don't need right now. So, I'm just focused on me, training, eating healthy and everything, and just keep smiling and having fun with this whole thing. Zach, you said, I remember you telling me that you uh, you had that eating disorder while in college oh, yeah. where you went over, I mean, eventually over 400 pounds. What would be a, cons- uh, a, a normal eating disorder binge of yours? What would, what would that entail? What would you consume that would uh, be... Uh, we would shake our head at and say, holy two cow. things, two things, two things that like really had a played a factor in what I wanted that day would be quality and quantity. And so, I mean, if we're talking, we're just talking about like good food, you know, I don't want to give anybody free marketing on your, on your guys's podcast, but um, just like I said, like, just it would be like three euros, two fries. Um, I'm not really a soda guy. I've never really been that. I was earlier my age, but somebody got a hold of me like when I was in middle school and told me to stop drinking soda. So I'm glad they did that. But it, it wouldn't be. It's not like a. It's not like a certain place either. It's just like oh, I want Mexican food this tonight. Okay, let me go on Uber Eats and order eighty dollars worth of Mexican food for one person. You know what I mean? Like it's just. That's that's really to answer your question. That's that's really how it was. It I, I wish I could have fun with it, but it, it was really more like as long as it's like a good four to five star rating and not some like typical bar food that's gonna make me sick for the next day. It, that's that's what it was, and it was just days after days of doing that. So whenever you go through like some little kind of stress, if I was going through you know uh, weigh-ins or coming up on. Monday, I forget what how much I, or what days we weighed in in college. I, I think it was like Tuesday or something like that. Or weigh-ins are coming on on Thursday in the NFL and things like that. Just it would put me in a bad spot where the only comfort that I would have. And also, you got to remember, I, I went to school two thousand miles away from home. I went, I went to school in in Los Angeles when I really lived up in uh, Tacoma, Seattle. And I really don't want to comfort seek in that because um, it's just that's just not me. I don't want to make excuses. I've acknowledged that I had this problem. And I fixed it and, and I'm loving life right now. But at the same time, you know, one of the main reasons I got into it is because my entire family lived either back up north or lived on the island of Guam. So I really never really got to see anybody. So my support, my, you know, mental support was food. And that, that used to, it used to, yeah, basically quality and quantity, whatever you would think. Zach, I'm kind of interested still in uh, how you think this line <laughs> you're gonna keep no, digging there, that to aren't me you? there's to me and i've been writing this there there are two scenarios one uh they move filer to guard right the other one is they keep and let, let you you and chooks compete at right tackle right. the other one is they keep filer at right tackle they and they let chooks and wisniewski compete at left guard um so you just course, named it. What do you want me to do with that information? No, I mean, have you have you heard similar things that, that one of those two scenarios <laughs> can come around? 
I haven't seen my offensive line coach since our uh, – I mean, we talk on the phone, like, hey, how mm-hmm. you like, check in with him and stuff like that, sweet feet. I haven't been to the – I mean, dude, like, I'd be at the building every day like I used to be to go lift, but I haven't right. been upstairs since since the posting. You guys think the same thing we think, and we think the same thing you think. Always, like, just keep that general statement as writers and reporters and stuff, man, because, like, you know, there are some guys on in our sport that search their name every day. I know that. I know their names. I, I see that, and I, sometimes I try to tell them to stop doing that because that puts a lot of pressure on you that, you know, you're worried about what other people think. And then also you spend your entire careers worried about football. You never reach out and branch out to find some other thing, passion of yours that you might find in life. You're just worried about football, football, football. And honestly, some of the fans, too, they do that as well. And, and anybody in sports does that. Stop doing that. When what you guys write is what we're thinking. So we know the scenarios. That's, what I, that's why I was joking. I was being a little sarcastic with you. Little jerk. I was kind of a jerk. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of a jerk <laughs> statement. But I'm being real. You know, I, I those those two sources of information. I'm, I I care about Zach Banner after I care about care about the success of our team and the success of our team come from me making sure that I'm ready to go this season. So that's we in the in the everlasting loop of a political answer. I'm sorry. Well, either way, you're going to be a tackle. You know that much. One, one way I am a tackle. Right. I am a tackle. And I, can and you I play left tackle? Yes, can I can. I can do both. I can do both. I can do both. And, I, and I'm not – no one's, you know, trying to put a target on Al's back or anything like that, but I can – I really can play both. And, and that is compliments to Al. That's compliments to Sweet Feet. That's compliments of uh, – and when I say Sweet Feet, you guys know I'm talking about Surratt. Um, that's com- and that's ultimately compliments of Munch through that development year. Remember that development year? Everybody wants to talk about why the hell is Banner on the roster? Why is he on the <laughs> roster? If he's not going to play, if they're not going to try him, why is he not? This is the reason why, is that development stage and knowing that another team is going to have me fill in a temporary spot rather than care-, care about, you know, the longevity of my career, which is why I love it here with the Steelers, not only in the building, but outside in the city. I've, I've I've turned this into a home through the grind. It's not like this was given to me. It's not like I was brought in here to play a certain position and I excelled. I was brought in here to develop into something that could possibly be success. I wake up and dream about that success when I fall asleep every day. I want that so bad. That quote on, he has the potential. He has the potential. I remember what that felt like in college when I was a five-star recruit going to USC and then I had to redshirt because I had my hips i had to get my hip shaved and once i did that i filled that potential as as a college offensive tackle i want to do the same thing in the pros i understand that grind and and that kind of grind that hard work sweat um millions of people you know out of jobs because of this pandemic that is pittsburgh that is what makes pittsburgh great and that's what makes pittsburgh suck during times like this because you see so many people distraught and wake up every single day heartbroken because they have to figure out a different way to pay for their kids but they have so much passion towards that black and gold not yellow and black with Khalifa black and gold they have so much passion for it that's why I love it here <laughs> Zach what have you been doing here since uh, your res- regimen your schedule has been thrown off you said you'd go to the facility every day i mean how much has this uh shutdown hindered what you've been wanting to do to get ready for the season dude i just i i just spent six racks on a on a 
Cybex machine, um, put it installed into my house to, to make up for not having the facility and for it being longer than I thought it was. They were first telling us it shouldn't be longer than a week or two. Um, but then, you know, we and I understand there's, like I said, there's other people out of jobs and out of school and everything like that. So we don't get special privileges, you know, for our facility. Um, some of the states, some of the other teams weren't closing down, though. So the NFL had to make that entire decision of shutting it down because then some other coaches like from like major cities like ours are calling into those, you know, and those states are known for not shutting down or being the last ones to shut down uh, with the stay at home, you know, orders and things like that. But uh, those, you know, it just turned into a entire NFL pandemic and then the country, the nation, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I'm sitting at home. I got bands that I took from the facility um, that the coaches brought to me because they know I'm out here. Um, they brought me some bands. Uh, I just bought that elliptical for myself here. I've been running the streets of Pittsburgh, um, particularly the uh, downtown and Mount Washington area. And um, I've just, dude, just been making up for it. I go to the field, I work on some, put my cleats on and just work. You have to, you have to work around it, which is the hardest part because those environments change. If you were always a homebody where you work out at home, like, you know, like certain guys like have in-home gyms, then you're loving life right now because the whole entire NFL is stressed out, but you're just doing your usual. Um, I'm, I'm trying to make do, man. So you're, so you're running the streets like Rocky Balboa? Exactly. And if anybody wants to set up a time where we run up, we could, I don't know whether it'd be Mount Washington for the viewpoint, but if maybe we should set that up as a charity thing, I think you just gave me an idea. There should we do a Pittsburgh run up to the Mount Washington? As long as I'm know. not involved we'll in the it. running part, I'll help. No, you out. have to be. You have to be. You're going to be the one right next to me. Can I ride in one of those golf carts or something? Did did Marissa did Marissa share the joke by the way that I sent in the text message to you? Oh, to you and sure. I'm sure I'm going to hear it now. So so I I said done. I said done is as soft. No 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 no. Gosh, I can't remember what I said. Uh, I said done is as soft as a baby's fart, and you or a chubby baby's fart, <laughs> and the chubby baby's kaboli. So if we could possibly put that into some kind of like picture. Or like you know, edited thing of of your face over a baby's body, just like a little chubby baby. I would pay for that picture to be my Twitter background. I really I'll just, would. I'll just I would send you. That. I'll just send you a picture of me when I was a kid, and you want a chubby picture of me? <laughs> I do, but I want your man face over the picture, though. That's what I want. We we could just take a current picture to see a chubby picture. I think Marissa needs to come in and explain herself after this one. <laughs> no, nobody knows what's going on here. She's acting like she's not listening. So when Mark said we were having you on, I was like, well, actually, my boyfriend kind of knows him. And he was like, he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, little side note. Uh, I, I, think my exact wor- I think my exact words were, I need to go snooping now. <laughs> yeah, who everybody, else is convinced. everybody else is confused now. Go ahead. Back to the topic of uh, what my my roster predictions. Is that what you're about to say? No, that'd let's be, be Ed. Let's let's get on to something more serious. I have a serious question for you. Okay. What about that rosters? How many <laughs> how many Zachs Z A C H or Zachary, not Z A C K, Zach or Zacharys, have there been who played in the NFL in the entire history of the NFL? How could you, you should look know that this, up? Right? 
I was looking how it up you, while you guys were talking about the baby stuff. How many Zacks have played in the NFL? Yes, in history. Why couldn't you just ask that question like that? Why would you have to make it so damn complicated? Why couldn't you just ask head. it like that? Well, damn because I'm going to give you an answer. I would say over under under 500. 53. There have been 53. How many Zacks have played for the Steelers? Uh, one, two. I'll add three more. Just Z A C H. Z A C H. Five. Five. Two, two. And the only two that have ever played for the Steelers were on the team yeah, last Gentry. year. You and Zach Gentry. And I'll give you one more. Zach Valentine was their second round pick in 1979 in the midst of their Super Bowl runs. He was known as Zach the Sack Valentine. How many sacks did Zach the Sack have in his four-year career with the Steelers? How pissed would you? A better question is how pissed would you be if your nickname was the Sack? Um, you said how many? Your question was is how many? How many sacks, sacks did Zach the Sack have in his career? <laughs> uh, Fifty-three. Zach the Sack Valentine tied you for most for fewest sacks in Steelers history. Zero. Zero? Zero. That's dope. <laughs> okay, that's my Zach trivia. I didn't know he was offensive line, though. I thought he was defense. That's why I said 50. No, he is. Somebody he was Zach the Sack. He was a defensive was a... lineman. Defensive lineman. But end. he had zero linebacker, sacks? Outside linebacker. No sacks. He had sacks. zero sacks? No oh, sacks. And he played, he played in all 16 games his first three years. Only eight in his fourth year. Started none. Had no sacks. Zach That's a good little head fun fact. Can we get him like a side little like uh, with the with the little sound <laughs> in between like head fun fact? You know what I mean? Like a I don't know some kind of sound and then like a person in the back a jingle. Can we give Ed a a, 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 a jingle? Is that possible, Marissa? Can we do that? It's very possible. You got it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I want to know, you know, you changed your number from number 72, and number 72 is eligible. Have you ever given any thought, Zach, if you never changed your number from your training camp number, what would that be like? <laughs> Big eligible 69. I do. You know what? That was a very well thought out, like, question. That was funny. Did you take notes, Ed? Take notes on that question. That I'm looking up more trivia question. questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know you weren't too thrilled with the number oh, they gave you, huh? Goodness, dude. When I, I, if you pull up the picture when you post the soundbite, pull up the picture of my first game as a Steeler preseason game in Green Bay. I, I got brought in that Tuesday. We're leaving Latrobe like two days after I get there, or whenever. Look up that picture where I'm wearing that '69 jersey in Green Bay. It's so massively tight i was like 385 when i first got here or like 380 or something like that and it was not only that i was that big but they they literally put banner over the the dude whoever was right before me <laughs> jersey so i'm wearing like a jersey meant for like a you know normal tackle body not 69 380 or whatever the hell i was at that time uh you know, I, it's it's hilarious, bro. Like a big old, and I looked at him. I came in breathing heavy, and Munch is, look, is like, 
finally getting in shape. And I'm like, no, Munch, look how tight this jersey is. And I looked at him and I said, I'm, in, I'm, I'm not in that bad of shape, but I'm breathing this heavy. And he starts laughing like he does. If you guys remember his laugh, it sounded like a like in-shape Santa, kind of. That's what I used to call it, like an in-shape Santa. And he, uh, he, he got me with the equipment guy, Rob, and, and told me, hey, can we get my guy a bigger jersey? I played in a way more fitting jersey. Look up the pictures. Let's look up the difference. That that is the funniest thing. And the only reason I don't wear seventy three anymore is because Ramon was here, and seventy two is kind of popping right now, so I might as well keep it. Yeah, you're pretty much stuck to that one right now. Yeah, it's over for that. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Ed to look up some more stats about the name Zach. It's funny. Well, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm I'm wondering another important question. How do you fit the helmet on over all that hair? Boy, um, hard hitting questions here from here on and, the Immaculate. And, oh, we're coming in hot from it. And does it? I mean, would wouldn't it be safer if it fit properly? If you got a haircut, just ask any stupid questions. It would, Ed. Um, yes, Zach. Have you ever been complimented by a woman of having good hair? Have you ever had that? Like, you have really good hair. Uh, has has hard, a woman ever hard, told you that in your life? You haven't I, seen I think hair. when I was six years old, maybe. Okay, maybe. So I, I, I felt that was the answer. When you feel that, you'll understand why you'll – that'll answer the question, why I'll never cut my hair. And then the answer to the second question um, about, you know, how – where do I put my hair in the back of a, a helmet? I put it in the back through a ponytail. So oh, once you, okay. so like you I said, once you, once you get that compliment from a woman, you'll never want to cut your hair again. <laughs> I'll and then never two, know that. And then two, the, the, the hair is the ponytail. The trick is the ponytail. I don't know if I'd ever, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I'm probably going to try to grow it out like Troy's, like he did. But I don't know how, if you see him sometimes, sometimes he had the skull cap over, but he just had it in the, he just had it out in the yeah. helm, in the helmet. That's a lot. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. D linemen are jerks too, by the way. They they'll like mess around with it. <laughs> well, yeah, that happened in nah, something nah. like that happened in like tw- tw- oh, two thousand seven. Somebody uh, yanked it, right? Yeah, Larry Johnson ripped down Paul Malu after he had an interception by his hair. They had to put the roll in that. Did, did they put a roll in it? I, I can't remember. No, did that's they legal. Do it? I think. I think. You yeah, they, they no, literally ripped now. his hair it's out. Legal now. It's le- It's legal now. Like yeah, it's legal now. But. Uh, they might have pulled it in right, put it in right there during that because, yeah, dudes get their hair pulled like dreads and stuff on running backs. They get they, it gets pulled all the time. <laughs> Zach, do you talk trash on the field to opponents? I, I'm guessing I know the answer to this already. My answer is only in response. So when I go out there, I really want to be that kind of guy that like gets to a point. Like I got to a point in college where I understood that guys wanted to beat me because I was one of the better tackles in the Pac-12, and I understood that. So that kind of reputation, I want to kind of get back to that reputation to where I could kind of, like, be fun with them because that's being a jerk. I want to use the the A word so bad, but this is for the families. Shout out to the kids. That's what the jerk Zach wants to do. Like, I want to be your friend as I kick your tail. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I want to be like, man, you you did a good job that rep. Like, even though I put you on your back, like – I, I, not as much as like Andrew Luck, but I really don't want to even if, – if it's if we're really being honest, I really don't want to talk to you until after the game when I say good job. But they always find a way to, to try to say something, especially as the year kept going on. 
Um, I remember uh, Beagle from the Dolphins. Um, I think that's why the Monday Night Football chance that Spurs started the 72 is eligible. I think that's really why it started happening because he had been so belligerent on the field after not really doing anything, but their defense was kind of holding us at the beginning of that game. And it just got to a point to where when I pancaked him and Carl, our team photographer, got that epic photo. Um, when I did that and I looked at him, if you watch the film, I turn around and I tell him to shut the F up. That was kind of – that's the kind of thing. that, But it was loud enough to where you'll see multiple teammates of his pounce. I remember his head turning live in person. You could also see it. And then afterwards, he's, like, nodding his head, smiling, like, yeah, man, you know, talk that. And that's when we answered the S word right there, talk that crap. But, uh, you know, so it's – it's I that to answer your question, I really don't want to, but it will happen if necessary, which it usually does have to happen with most of so today's who, D linemen. So who, who uh, talks the most crap out of all your offensive linemen then, or at least last year's team? It depends on what kind of crap you're talking about because they all <laughs> they all are like that. They're all the same way. Like Al's not going to say anything until you, unless, until you keep talking, and then he's going to be like, dude, like I'm kicking your ass. What are you talking about? He'll put his hands up in there. There goes that A word, by the way. Shout out to the kids. You get your first beep. Of the, I've been trying to avoid him, but it was just a matter of time. And then Dave will absolutely not say anything until the same situation as Al. That's why they're twins. Moan and Pounce are going to start talking crap the first in response to their crap talking. Pounce is, is going to be a lot more aggressive than Ramones. Okay, I'm just telling you right now from, from, from the get-go. He's going to insult your wife. He's going to insult your kids. He's going to – not your kids because he has two kids, so he doesn't do that. But, like, he's going to say some stuff about that. He's going to make you feel – he's going to belittle you. He will, he will find a way to belittle you on the field in front of all your peers. When that happens, then you're distraught and you try to respond. And that's when Ramon says, <laughs> hold on, he's really about it. And then he reels him in and he does that. And that will be probably the most missed duo in Steeler offensive line history because of the, the, the combination of ass kicking and – just pure comedy that they they both brought. They were they were really twin brothers that played next to each other. And then oh yeah, before before he left, Marcus, you know, that dude, he was the same boat. He's gonna say the same things as Pounce. I don't know what they do what they were doing down in Florida, um, in terms of the offensive line and how the you know what kind of attitude temperament they were teaching their team. But from the evidence of two offensive linemen that came from that time period, they they were really uh they were really serious about the, the crap talking because they got that down to a science. And then Matt Filer's not going to say a single word to you, ever. Ever. He might not even know your name. Like, he might not even know like anything about you. <laughs> he is just out there to do his job at a high level at all times and smile when smiles are necessary. That sounds like Chooks. You, you roughing him up a little bit? You, uh, you Chooks. Yeah. Chooks does not talk crap. Until crap is talked to him, but when he does, it is totally like, look at you, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. Oh, look at you. Yeah, right? No, you didn't get to bite me. Okay. That's really all Chooks is going to say. But And then his laugh is what hurts because he's going to laugh like obnoxiously, like, ha, 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 Like really obnoxiously in his accent. But Chooks will definitely let you know it again. We don't have any... Anybody on offensive line that's going to talk crap first, 
I got a good one. What about your uh, what about your uh, your your camp in Guam when you went uh, the last couple of years? How'd that come about? And I'm, I'm sure that meant, meant a lot to you to be able to go down there and be able to help some kids out. Yeah, my my mom is um, is from the island of Guam. Uh, she moved over here to the states when she was 16 to live with my grandma, and then I that was actually in Tacoma, Washington, in the same house that she lives in now. Um, and uh, she ended up going to University of Washington, having me when um, I basically, and long story short, I'm the first Chamorro descendant from the island of Guam to ever be drafted in the NFL. There was somebody who played there back in the 60s, I believe, or 70s for the Niners was on their practice squad. So I wasn't the first Chamorro ever in the NFL. I was the first um, Chamorro drafted. And just so you know, the Chamorros are the name of the native people um, from the they're they're all over the Marianas, but especially Guam. They're native to Guam, um, and it's in uh, it's in Micronesia. So no, I'm not Polynesian. I'm Micronesian, but I am a half Pacific Islander. And I will tell you this: you can put this soundbite on and I, I on on Twitter or not. But if one more person this camp in Latrobe, hopefully we're able to have it, and hopefully it's it doesn't look like it, but hopefully it's interactive, and you guys are all able to be there as well. Um, if one more person asks, Hey Tyson, can you sell my jersey? If someone does that this year, <laughs> I'm going I'm not even gonna acknowledge you. I'm just gonna let the fans like destroy you because that sucks, man. Like that absolutely sucks that people can't get me and him or people get me and him mixed up just based off of our tattoos. That that does. It really sucks. It does. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> Uh, I know you messed with a kid up there last year. He had a USC shirt on, and you went over to him during practice and said, "Hey, you go to USC." <laughs> you said something like that. Oh, yeah. and he said, oh, "He said no." Oh. I said, uh, "How many games?" No, he had a Juju jersey on, number nine, like the Cardinal gold. And I looked at him. I said, "How many games have you actually been to?" And don't say it was a kid, Mark. Don't it say was, that it, because it, it was actually a man. It was, it was in mid-practice, though. Yeah, but, like, his dad had a jersey on as well, and it was right after the warm-ups. Dude, you got to give the context of this when you ask. You're going to have people thinking I'm picking <laughs> on kids, and I'm not. I was picking he on was, the 40-year-old He was dad. seven. No, he wasn't seven. <laughs> liar. But, no, he was with his dad. The kid had a USC shirt, but the dad had a Juju uh, jersey, and I asked him, I said, how many games have you been to? And it's hilarious because I know 99.9% .9 of you who have a Juju Number nine jersey, which is awesome. I, I actually have one, a game worn in my uh, in my collection. Uh, if you have that, you support it. But how, have you really been to a game? Did you really come to our game? You know, ask yourself. Just giggle, laugh, move on. It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, I think it was like a play, and you guys ran into that side, and you ran over past where the media was, and just sought him out during mid play. That's how I, I, I did remember. Because, oh yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Let me find the littlest kid and victim that I can pick on. Wait, a, yeah, thank you for describing that. Introducing Ed, fun fact. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you know there's only been one banner that's ever played for the Steelers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's been no Steelers banners they hang all over the place. How many people uh, Zach gave you garbage for uh, going to Guam with uh, Ogan Joby? I'm sure that uh, they tried. They tried. I'm they sure Steelers fans didn't like that.
They tried. I shut him up. Listen, before two years ago, before this whole even situation happened, he came to Guam. He paid five thousand something dollars for the first class ticket round trip. He paid. I'm not trying to put this man's pocketbooks out here, but it's this is not the up to date one. Uh, this is the two years ago, so I can attest to it. He paid for the hotel the entire time, and and I promised him. I said, look, if you're able to do this again. And come out here again and spend a week out here with me again and with these kids and and the camp for the kids. I will make sure my foundation pays for it because the island of Guam sponsors my trip. Um, they did they did previously, and then my my foundation got up and running the B three Foundation. And once we got a certain t- you know a, a, amount of revenue and things like that based off of uh, products and you know t shirts and just things like that at camps and just fundraising really just fundraising. Once we got that up to speed, um, we were able to pay for all that for him. I, so I promised that to him, and he he promised me that he enjoyed, like he loves it out there. We have fun on the jet skis. We have fun with my family. Um, it's a great time. The island's a great time, honestly. For like you guys, if you guys ever really want to go to a fun vacation spot, Kabuli, you can get a nice tan. I can see you tanning, <laughs> you know, on the beaches. Um, if, if it's it's amazing, man. It's my home, man. It's it's my home away from home. It's a weird relationship because we mean so much to that island. And when I say we, I mean Larry and I because we 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 spend so much time uh, out there. They appreciate it because everybody usually comes to Guam like once in their life and impacts and that the visit. Like people talk about it all the time. Um, what was the what was the what was the basketball player Bugsy? Is that his name? The short dude. I played for the Hornets. Um, yeah, yeah. So he came out to the island and did some work. The issue with it is though is that people don't make it a habit to come back often. He does, but there's some other people who don't who don't. And it's a once in a while thing. And that's very dramatic to the kids because it just makes them feel like they live in a tourist spot and they can never achieve things. But Larry Ogunjobi, outside of everything that happened this season in one game is is a very very respectful awesome person and i will attest to that as his friend um and also somebody who was there live in the action of the thing when he pushed mason he admit he did something stupid he did but in the heat of the moment it's just a bunch of men with testosterone doing just dumb things it was a dumb fight in the first place so and coach t already talked about it um so we'll leave it at that but when it comes to larry as a human being like you guys should really look into him. If you feel this bad about him, trust me, just look into his account. Look into some of the stuff he says. I know he's read the Bible over seven times. He doesn't have hate in his heart um, towards anybody. He doesn't even have hate in his heart towards Mason. He doesn't care about the situation anymore. He's moved on from it. We never talked about it until he said thank you for defending me on Twitter, but don't do it ever again because um, he doesn't need it. But – I just, I, I would hate for people, you know, we would all hate when people talk about our friends and talk bad about our friends. I just would hate for people to keep talking bad about him because he just did something stupid and he was part of something dramatic. But when that situation keeps getting brought up by other people and outside sources, he hates it. He doesn't want the, he doesn't want it, you know, he doesn't want to keep hearing about it. He doesn't want it to be on the news, but he has to live with that mistake and he understands it. But when people talk to me about it, I'm not going to let them talk about my friend like that. Um, I'm going to move on from it, and I won't let, like, petty people get to me. 
But if somebody in my face said, hey, man, why do you really hang out with Larry Ogunjobi? I would give him that 15-minute spill that I just gave to you. And with that? And that fun fact. Time to end our <laughs> podcast, I think. This is the longest one we've ever done, Mark. Yes, because yeah. we have a special guest today, and Zach was <laughs> tremendous. We appreciate yeah, Zach, it, Zach. Zach, thank you so much. Uh, one more question for me, Zach. What do you do on draft night? Do you uh, do you sit back? Well, the Steelers don't have a pick, but do you sit back and uh, and watch the draft over the, the next week, or do you just wait and see who shows up uh, at training camp? I don't watch. Um, I look at my phone updates. So, really, I don't, I don't watch it. Um, I used to, fun fact about the draft, I used to – watch the first round on the first day and never watch anything because that's where I dreamt my whole life about going. And then I actually ended up going in the fourth round on Saturday morning, which on my draft day, um, I had already known since pro day that the first round wasn't possible, but day two not happening, especially when the hometown team had six picks that hurt a lot. Uh, the Se- uh, Seattle, um, they had six picks on in round two and three. So that hurt a lot. So I went, to the hotel back home in Tacoma crying that night too, hoping I got picked and I got picked up the next morning. So um, in terms of the draft and especially who we pick, then I'll look up the guy after they come up on my thing. But to answer your question, uh, I'm not, I'm not really going to watch the draft. I'm probably going to be playing video games with my brother and friends and looking at the updates on my phone. Two drafts ago, I was actually watching infinity war uh, on draft day for like the fifth time or something like that. Um, on the dead and i was looking at the updates I was like oh look we drafted such and such yeah cool back to the movie thanks so much for coming on the podcast zach this was great fun stories and just listening to you uh make fun of mark and ed was worth it for my uh price of admission no worries man thank you guys for having me yeah he's All pretty right, good zach, at that he's pretty good at making fun of us <laughs> All right. Well, the draft is <laughs> the draft is coming up this week. If you want more on that, check out the Prospects to Pros podcast here at the Athletic. Dane Brugler, Chris Burke will be previewing it this week, and then full breakdowns on Friday morning, Saturday morning, and Monday morning as well. We'll be back early next week to talk about who the Steelers do take um, after the first round. They're picking first at number forty-nine. We'll have a full recap, of course. Follow Ed on Twitter at Ed Bouchet. Marks there. Mark Caboli. I'm Tim M. McMaster. Marissa, who was starred in this podcast as well. Thanks for doing all the producing. We'll be back with you again soon.